Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast, where we're serving up gospel-fueled courage to the Christian woman to remain faithful in her calling. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Fruitful and Fearless podcast. Lexi and Jordan are here with you today. How are you, Jordan? Doing good. Good. Um, We are in November now, actually. Wow. October flew by. So we're in November now. So I saw that you have some Christmas stuff up already. I did. (laughs) Do you usually have it up so early? Yes. Yes. I always decorate really early because I decorate other people's houses at this time of year. Oh. So I'm like, before I'm super burnt out, I should put up all my Christmas decorating before I go and like decorate people's houses for Christmas this year. Um, But this year, I especially thought I should probably go ahead because it's only going to get harder (laughs) to climb on things. And you're due on the 19th, right? Of December? Uh, Well, I'm doing the 30th, but yeah, but um, who knows what shall happen. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I see. I understand that. (laughs) Yeah. I was really planning on trying to hold off until like the week before Christmas and kind of trying to follow the advent calendar stuff. But Mm -hmm. with how weird Mm -hmm. 2020 has felt, I just like, I want to put it up now. And I've never, ever felt that way. What should I do? (laughs) Yeah. And I'm like, okay, my kids have been begging me to put up Christmas decorations, like since Halloween was over. And then, um, I usually take it down pretty early. Although this year I'm going to try to leave it up. I'm going to try to leave it up through what is it? January days. through like the 12 days of Christmas. Is that yeah. what you mean? Through Ascension? Yeah. Through Ascension, which is like the sixth or something. Is it Ascension? I think it's called Ascension. I think it's Ascension. Yeah. January 6th. That's Brian's yeah. birthday usually. Yeah. So I'm going to try to leave it up till then. We'll see though. Um, but the thing is I'm hosting Thanksgiving this year. So I have felt very conflicted about having the Christmas decorations up. Oh, okay. I've never okay. hosted Thanksgiving at my house. So I'm like, okay. I feel like I need some kind of Thanksgivingness while people mm-hmm. are here because mm-hmm. we're like eat, be eating a turkey dinner and it's gonna just feel like Christmas. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's so, so that's why yesterday Jared was like, "She's done it. She's combined Thanksgiving and Christmas decorations." <laughs> that's so funny. Yeah, I had I remembered those two Thanksgiving prints that I had found last year whenever my friend Becky and I were cleaning out our church building. There were like a bunch of these old Thanksgiving prints, um, yeah, that were going in the trash pile. So I brought them home and hung a couple pilgrim pictures on the wall. Because were they like vintage ones? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, they cool. Like That's cool. Do you have any courier knives pictures? I do. I actually got one in an antique store a couple of weeks yeah. ago. I love carrying knives. So they look like those, that style. I don't think that they actually are, but that's what they look like, that type of. Okay. And um, they're snowy pilgrim pictures. So I was mm-hmm. like, hey, I can go this route of like cold, snowy, cabin <laughs> pilgrims. <laughs> that's so funny. So yeah, so I have up like some wintry scenes and I put up a couple little trees that I have no ornaments yet, but just mm-hmm. trees and lights. So that's funny. Yeah. I love that. Okay, it's, it's funny. You mentioned courier knives because it totally has to do with the topic we're talking about today, which is like self-sufficiency, but I got it at an antique store a couple of weeks ago and it's, it's um, a homestead setting. 
-hmm. And I got it because I want to put it in the boys' room and just kind of like remind them as men, this is your job. Be creating and building a home and building culture and stuff. We'll segue into self-sufficiency there. (laughs) So we don't really have any plan other than just to talk about this. We talk about this constantly over Voxer. Um, But I think, I guess I did just want to, the world is really weird right now, guys. (laughs) Weird right now. (laughs) 2020 Um, has got me thinking about so many things that I have not thought about before, which is probably a very good thing. mm -hmm. Like that's, we can mark that up to some good fruit that has come from 2020. Yeah, I bought um, an unassisted home birth book yesterday because who knows what the heck is going to happen. Who knows if anyone will be there to catch your baby. (laughs) Oh my gosh, that's what I'm feeling like. I'm like, what the heck happened? But anyways, I did think it was a good time to talk about this because Mm -hmm. of what's going on in the world. Um, I guess my question for you though is why do you guys pursue any form of self-sufficiency at all? Big scale, little scale, medium scale. What, what is your goal in that as a family? So we think that government should be small. And we also think that um, we should be able to be generous with people around us. Mm. So the way that that works out then is for us to be able to give open-handedly um, from the resources that we have. So to have more resources and to not need a lot of extra money, it means us growing things and knowing how Mm -hmm. to do things ourselves and just being as knowledgeable as possible. I also just think that there's a purity of like stripping things back to the way that it's been done for centuries and not just for the past 50 to a hundred years. Um, I think that there's a purity of that and just a wisdom to that, that if this is the way that um, God has had people do it for a very, very, very long time, then there was a lot of wisdom to be had there, I would, I would believe. Yeah. So um, those are some of the reasons that we pursue it. Um, and then also just like the freedom to not be as dependent on yes. whether it be high salary or whatever that may be. I think we forget how much of the last hundred years in all er areas of life has just been one great experiment Mm -hmm. yeah it's not going well yeah so i think what you're saying is totally true like there's a reason people did stuff the way they did it for so long and no modern science does not answer all of life's questions (laughs) yeah yeah and um there's just a peacefulness too for me i don't know this may just be a personal thing of just like knowing how things work and mm-hmm. uh, and just having a desire to like cultivate things and um, and to just know, okay, I know where my meat is coming from or I know where my mm-hmm. meat is coming from or I know um, how to treat this if this pops up or whatever it may be. There's just like a fullness yeah. to that. Um, obviously it's the Lord who gives anything. Um, and yeah. denying that whatsoever, but, um, but just in like being the best steward of what God's given and, um, just wanting to be as fruitful as possible and honor him with what we do have the, whether it be mm-hmm. resources or knowledge or mm-hmm. learning or whatever it may be. Yeah. When we were reading Deuteronomy in the Bible reading plan recently and how they had to save a portion of the tithes specifically for the Levites. Mm-hmm. And I think it was like over a seven year period of time and then they would bring it all out to show them it made me realize how diligent and resourceful God's people had to be year to year in order to make that happen. 
-hmm. And we just don't have to be as resourceful anymore because Walmart's up the street. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And, um, self-sufficiency, it, it can take on a, like either a giant look in your life or small. And Mm -hmm. we were talking about this this morning at book club, actually, like sometimes self-sufficiency just means like one or two things less that you have to buy from the store. You know, it doesn't have to mean that you've converted your one acre into a (laughs) plantation as like (laughs) as efficiently as possible, divided up every square inch of your yard. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, But it could, I mean, every year I'm hoping that we are pursuing that more and more. But um, there's just small ways these past four years of living here that we have pursued that. And, um, and I, yeah, like I said, I hope to continue doing that. But I think that sometimes it's overwhelming for people because they're like, Mm -hmm. I can't, I can't have a running farm at my house. And (laughs) it's like, um, I can't either. But um, there are ways that I can pursue this in a hopefully God honoring way. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah. Yeah. Small steps Um, as it makes sense. I think like starting simple for being self-sufficient is truly being a low maintenance person. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. You know, even if it's as simple as like, I don't have to run to Starbucks for coffee every single morning now, Mm -hmm. you know, or just, um, I know how to make a good latte. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Or learning how to cook from scratch in your home, like start as simple as that. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I'm going to try not to get too conspiracy theorists. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> we were talking about that this morning too, just like how shocking it is once you start cooking from scratch, that it's like, oh, this really isn't that hard. Like, oh, once I get into the swing of things, it's really not that hard. This morning, Lexi was saying, my friend Lexi at Book Club was saying that exact same thing. She was like, once we get into the swing and the rhythm of the way things work, it's not that it's harder to do a lot of these things. It's just different, different yeah. than going to the grocery store and just grabbing that one item off the shelf. Yeah. I think I, I kind of grew up almost feeling bad that I had this impulse. And I do think maybe early on in our marriage, I did have the wrong um, idea or heart behind it. But I think a lot of Christians can kind of feel like you're not depending on God if you're trying to do this. But Brian is always talking about how we have no idea how much we have actually bent the knee to the government because we're so immersed in it that everything coming in and out of our house is somehow been running through the hands of the government. So as believers, that is not a bad impulse to want to get out of that and to want to disentangle yourself from that. Um, And I think it's funny because I've had a lot of conversations with conservatives lately who are like somewhat panicking over the healthcare system. And when you go back to scripture, it's like, these things are not promised to us. We should not be relying on the government to be our daddy. We should be relying on the Lord to be our daddy, Mm -hmm. not on princes and their strong chariots and, you know, their weapons and their ability to make money left and right. Like those are not things that the Lord has called us to put our trust in, but we're just so immersed in it that I think it really is hard for modern Americans to remove themselves from that mindset Mm-hmm. and to, to like actually consider that it could be a form of idolatry follow my thought train here for a second okay okay so i have heard people say before that um having you know like the pesticides all on our foods and the genetic oh, yeah. gmos and all that kind of stuff it's the lesser of two evils because if we didn't do those things then it would be mean starvation for people 
Okay. Um, I've heard people say this before. And, but really it, it's not that those are the two options. It's a third option of people pursuing self-sufficiency and pursuing being able to take care of themselves and not needing the government as much. Um, okay. This is what I was going to say. Follow my thought train on. Follow my thought train on this. It seems impossible for people to be able to pursue any kind of self-sufficiency because because a lot of women don't want to prioritize the home and prioritize learning these different skills. <laughs> and See my head nodding, listeners. <laughs> <laughs> okay, they don't want, don't want. Okay, so anyways, the more that I am wanting to learn and grow in my skills at home, that means I want to learn like how to take the very best care of my family that I can, how to take the very best care of my home and the land that we have that I can. So I feel like there's a connection there of like women not wanting to be at home and then like this bigger and bigger and bigger need for the government's hand and everything that we're doing. Mm -hmm. Um, Big pharma, big food, all the kind of things. I think that as more and more Christian women, hopefully the Lord convicts them to be more and more devoted to their homes. There will be more of a, focus on self-sufficiency just because we're here we're doing it we want to get better at it and the one of the yeah. ways we get better at, better at it is like cooking better food growing better food knowing where our food is coming from taking better care of our family knowing how to take better care of our family yeah. um, through natural means or whatever you know i'm not I, we have both said before praise god for um, modern medicine and hospitals yeah. both of our children have benefited from modern medicine and we're very thankful for that but there are some ways that we can care for our families at home just by knowing things that yeah. uh, natural means to take care of simple stuff that was my thought train the connection that i was trying to make that left mm-hmm. for a second and then got it back boom yeah absolutely Totally, totally agree. It's, it's that we as women don't view the home as a productive place anymore. It's a chamber that we are locked away in and yeah. our souls are being sucked away from us. And there are, there are multiple people I know who they have the money to pursue the, um, the self-sufficient lifestyle. They have the land, they're doing it, but they never have time to do it because mm-hmm. they're working outside the home. Mm-hmm. And it just like, it doesn't, <laughs> it doesn't make sense to me sometimes. I'm like, well, why are you doing all this? if it literally goes to waste, like that is, that is a poor use of resources. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, the, we're reading the Popes and Feminists. This is also from that, the Betty Frieden's book. Oh my gosh. Yes. Feminimistic, where she talks about the women who are bored, unfulfilled, unhappy, immature, and failing to live up to their full potential. Um, so it's sad, but a lot of women, are feeling this way in the home and like may this conversation be a spark to be like there is so much more that you can dive down like there are so many roads so much to learn so many possibilities with the home all these little tiny vines that grow out of the home and when god calls us to the home it doesn't mean that you're only called to like cooking spaghetti or like <laughs> cooking spaghetti yes. and wiping bums. Like those are not the only two callings or parts of the mm-hmm. home. There's vines that spread out everywhere that, mm-hmm. um, that will affect our children, affect the future, affect culture. Part of why I wanted to talk about this today is you sent me that uh, screenshot of the, the questions that were sent in for us and somebody mentioned Proverbs 31. And when I think of Proverbs 31, I think of a self-sufficient woman who is taking holistic care of her family, who is not 
She's not abdicating any of those responsibilities out to the government. She is figuring out a way to take care of her family holistically. And I love that because it does show she's not just making spaghetti. Mm -hmm. She's going getting close. She's going selling property. She's going cultivating her land. She's going and teaching her children. She's strengthening her arms. There's so many things that that woman is doing. Mm -hmm. And, and it's, it's weird because there's the one side where Christian women, I think they do settle a lot in the home where they, they don't have a, um, a large view of the home and they use Proverbs 31. But then there's the feminists who use Proverbs 31 and say, well, look, she's doing all these things, but it's always at the expense of the home. So we need to maximize, go back to having a high view of the home, not a low view of the home. Because mm -hmm. both of those ditches have a very low view of the home. Right. It's the feminists that say that we're bored and stupid. <laughs> like, yes. not God and not Christian women. Christian women know that this is a high calling, that it takes your brain being engaged and um, valuing this with our minds and with our energy and with the grace of God to be able to put forth to do amazing things for his kingdom and that will affect the future and affect our culture. Yeah. Um, this isn't, don't let feminists lie to you and say that this is unimportant um, <clears throat> and that it can affect things around you. Well, and I think we're, we are getting to a place in culture. One example is they're starting to do contact tracing in Michigan. Mm -hmm. um, as a Christian, I just absolutely do not agree with that. And so what happens if your only source of food is the local grocery store, yet they want to have tabs on every single member of your family? Like that is a very fragile situation to put yourself in as a Christian that you could so easily bend the knee because you're so dependent that sure, I'll hand over all my private information to the government. Why not? Like that is, that is not okay. Not okay. So a lot of this stuff is becoming less and less theoretical. Yeah. And more and more practical. Yeah. Sadly it is. Um, we're living in weird times. Yeah. I've canned more this year than I have ever before. And I think that is yep. true for a lot of the nation because there was mm -hmm. a canning lid shortage. <laughs> and yeah. um, I think that a lot of people are thinking along these lines of like, okay, I don't want to have to depend on the government no. for um, as much as I have in the past. Or it's just at least making people stop to think about it. Yes, to think about Where's this coming from? Where's my food coming mm -hmm. from? Where's my healthcare coming from? Yeah. I mean, even if like, here's a simple example, I still go to the grocery store and I needed to run out and grab one or two things, but it's not easy anymore to just go grab one or two things. Yeah. So I really had to rethink through the next day, few days of food so that I didn't have to go out and mm -hmm. I didn't have to spend the extra time and money and leave the kids home and, you know, fight the maskers, all that stuff. Yeah. <laughs> so it just, it even just helps to really simplify your life. If you are creative enough with the resources you have to, um, kind of give yourself more options, I guess you can say. Yeah, that's about all I have to say about self-sufficiency. I will stop for now. I don't want to offend anyone, so. <laughs> we could start talking about documentaries. I was going to say, <laughs> did you watch Bot or did you watch Del I'm, Big Trees? Okay, I watched Del Big Trees and now okay. I'm on Bot and I am an hour and two minutes in. So I have like 30 okay. minutes left of it. Brian and I were both like, what? Yeah. What? <laughs> I know. So yeah, you could watch some crazy documentaries and that'll get your, get your juices flowing about self-sufficiency as well. And I think we've talked about this before too. As Christians, 
I think we need to stop being shocked about these things and calling them conspiracy theorists because we actually believe in total depravity. Yeah. So this stuff should actually make sense to us that it's happening. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I don't, I don't walk away from it necessarily like wanting to panic about everything, but it does help me readjust um, my compass and my goals a little bit more when I see um, sin for what it is yeah. in the world. Yeah, exactly. And those are just interesting. So. Okay. Cool. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. If you have any good resources about self-sufficiency or crazy documentaries you want us to watch, let us know. We're all about it. Thanks. Bye. Bye.